welcome to this week's episode of Football Neophytes podcast. We have Nate here, Chris. Hey, what's up? And Kyle, we think, is sleeping. Um, Kyle was in town this weekend. We weren't able to work it out. I've been sick, so we weren't able to get together. We were going to try and watch Aston Villa Leeds. Didn't happen. Um, we were supposed to record Sunday night. Kyle was tired. I wasn't feeling well. So we're like, let's just punt to Monday night. And he actually said his quote was, because he's in Florida, so three hours difference. He said to us, oh, I will be way more awake at midnight tomorrow night than I will right now. And so we said, no worries. Let's, let's do it at nine on Monday night. And we think he's sleeping. So it's just Chris and I back to the old days, brother. Yeah, man. It feels good, but we'll miss Kyle. We do. We'll miss Kyle. Well, this week we are for sure going to cover some wolves and man, you like we always do. Uh, we're going to talk about the eighties pistons. Yeah. A little NBA. Um, Aston Villa leads. We were supposed to focus on them. We will talk about that match a little bit. And of course, a little hair watch, American watch, red cards, all the things you've grown to know and love. So, uh, Chris, yo, how exciting was that nil nil draw? Um, like on a scale of one to 10, it was probably a two. Yeah. Um, it not, it was not an exciting match. It was a, I, I don't know. It's, you know, it's been a few days obviously since the match happened now. Um, so it's a whole lot easier to kind of forget the little nuances that you usually tend to remember day of game next night type of stuff. Um, it, it felt like man, you control for the most part. Um, Chelsea came out early was aggressive like they always are seemed like it felt like they were probably going to score early and they didn't and then it felt like Manchester United just kind of controlled the ball the rest of the game but they couldn't score because freaking Keppa is no longer the keeper dude Mendy he played phenomenal he had a couple of phenomenal saves in that match he looks great he really did and that could be you know looking down the line that could be huge for Chelsea because their defense has been shaky. Yep. And Keppa has been beyond terrible. Like again, this is another another what is it, fourth, fifth week in a row where I just am laughing at the commentator's brutal honesty. There was a point in the match where um Mendy had made a great save and they literally said, uh, it's great to have him in net because at least three of these would have gone in against Keppa. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, he looked great. He's a, he's a big keeper too. Big yeah. guy. Um, stretching out, making some great saves. Uh, you know, Chelsea's Chelsea's offense, which kudos to, to Manchester that they didn't score, but Chelsea's offense hasn't been the issue. That hasn't been the place that, uh, that they've shown weakness. And so if their defense can step up, if, Mendy fills that big hole that Keppa was. Um, yeah, maybe my prediction of Chelsea finishing first uh, may not be so far fetched. Yeah, I feel. I mean, it feels like both these teams have a hole to dig out of, and they they do a little bit. Um, we're still super early, so you never know what's going to happen over the next you know thirty seven weeks or whatever we have left. 
Um, you know, from the, the Manchester United side, uh, the positives are De Gea's turned in a couple of good performances yeah. in a row now. He was he was great against PSG in the Champions League match on, yeah. on Tuesday. Um, they won because he made some incredible saves in that game, which he hasn't done in a while. He carried it over to, to Saturday, didn't clean sheet, didn't give up a goal. He didn't really get tested a ton, um, but he made a couple of saves that, you know, he should make and he did make, which is a freaking positive. Like, And when you have guys like Harry Maguire hugging people to the ground in the box, that also is helpful. Yeah, he, you know, it was, it, you know, I've always said he looks like a Bond villain. And so it was cool to see a Bond villain have like a change of heart. He just, nice, tender hug, took him to the ground and snuggled him a little bit. So nice. Good to see. Yeah, uh, you know, not obviously not knowing a ton of the rules and how they're enforced. Um, something like that gets by me and I have to like rely on the commentators who, yeah. you know, it seemed like it seemed like one of them was like, nah, I guess you could give him a foul. And then everyone else was like, no, that's a foul. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Um, and and it, it also, you know, it depended on what angle of the shot you were looking at. Cause from one side, it didn't look bad. And then they show the flip side and he does have, both arms, you know, I, just, I, I just saw the front there. side angle. I saw the front side angle and he was, he was spooning him. Yeah. Like there was full on spoon action happening. Yeah. So it feels like he, he definitely got away with that. Um, which that's a positive for me and negative for Chelsea. Sorry guys. Um, one thing I've loved, I mean, Bruno's still Bruno out there. Marcus Rashford's playing at a really high level right now. Um, and not only that, like we, I've been meaning to bring this up for a while. Um, we should give him a shout out just for the humanitarian efforts. Yeah, he's putting good in. Point. Good point. Um, being acknowledged by the queen, you know, being presented with the MBE distinction, uh, his, his drive and, and the, you know, feeding of kids who are going hungry in the UK is absolutely phenomenal. Well, and what's cool about it too, is it's, He's he's hitting it obviously from the top down level where he's put his money where his mouth is. Yep. He's advocated using his platform, but he's also hit it at the grass, grassroots level. I saw this morning or sometime today, um, just a ton of like him retweeting people, and I was like, "What is what is it? It's like a city name and then like a number." And he had asked everyone like, "Hey, let me know how many kids you're feeding in your town." And so he's been mobilizing people. There's a guy uh, that I follow for Wolves who um, uh, had made a whole bunch of food. And it was just cool to see like how he's mobilized the entire, you know, sporting world or at least football world to provide meals for kids when the government won't. Yeah, it's been awesome, especially with, you know, Parliament. I think it was last end of last week where they voted down the bill. Yeah. You know, extend the meal program to the school kids. And, you know, he essentially said, okay, the, you know, our parliament's going to fail us and not feed these children, but I'll do it. Or I'll, you know, make a way hopefully to have this happen. And just yeah. such a cool thing, such a cool yep. thing. I know right. it's not soccer related, but at some point you go, who cares about the soccer side? Like this For is sure. such a cool thing. Like we, we should have highlighted it earlier. Um, but yeah. you know, an amazing humanitarian effort, like, I know Marcus Rashford's probably never going to hear this, but mad props to you, my man. Love you. Keep it up. For sure. Uh, Wolves played Newcastle. Um, 1-1 draw. Super disappointing draw. Um, 
Wolves had 63% possession, which um, if you know anything about Wolves, we are typically counterattacking style. Nuno has said this year he wants to be more of a possession um, attacking style. And I think that's why we've seen some of the uneven results to start off as the team starts shifting, getting these new, new players working together. But it definitely all came together against Newcastle. But again, like the same issues coming up uh, again and again is we just have a hard time getting goals in. And so um, fortunately, Raul with a brilliant strike. I don't know if you saw it from outside of the box, tapped it to himself and just great first touch. It, what a first touch that was. So good. Um, but then unfortunately in the 89th minute, uh, a questionable foul against Connor Cody, who, if you've listened to any interviews, he has like two epic interviews in a row now where last week he's being interviewed by Sky Sports right after the match. And they the commentators tell him that Max Kilman won man of the match. And his reaction is priceless because he kind of like laughs like in surprise, like, whoa, what? Like he was totally caught off guard. It's super funny. And then this one, uh, he's like, super frustrated because they called a foul on him and he's like I purposely didn't like attack the ball because I knew I'd get a foul so I stood there and I got a foul he's like I'm not invisible I can't like what like what am I supposed to do how am I supposed to not get a foul so I give a foul uh, on Cody just outside the box and um Murphy just I mean I think Rui was out of position or he didn't position the wall correctly and left okay. this like small gap and yeah. he just curled it right around. I mean, I, I was going to ask you about that. I see, you know, seeing it from different angles, obviously get, gives you different shots of the goal. Um, the first shot I saw, I was like, how did that go in? And yeah. then you, know, you see the backside, you see him curl it around the wall, but it was like, it seemed like their wall was at least a yard. Yeah. Yeah. I think where where it probably should have been to cover the post. Yeah, Rui should have had the should have had the wall moved over a yard, a person, probably a whole like a whole person, yeah. and it would have it would have changed things. So, obviously disappointing to to give away two points like that. Um, but it's funny, Newcastle and Wolves last four matches have been one one draws. <laughs> so I guess it was like they needed to let them score to to par, keep that up. So par for the course. Did uh. Treor didn't start, did he? No, nope. Treori came in around the 60th, 65th minute. Um, again, like Wolves had Wolves had lots of chances. It was a very, very positive, positive game. Um, but they they gotta be able to score, you know. If they can't, if they can't get someone who can finish, Podence looked great again, Neto looked great again. Um, their attacking front looked good, they just couldn't couldn't get a goal in. So, but Teams like that, Newcastle, they're going to sit back. That's play like Burnley. Um, they're just going to sit back and invite that type of attack. And if you don't have someone who can finish, then you're going to end up drawing games that you should have won. So, yeah, disappointing for sure. But I feel like the wolves are wolves are putting it together, which is which is nice to see. So let me let me ask you this. Um, obviously. You love Treor. Yeah. I love Treor. I think Treor. Treor. Um, has, has your view of him slipped at all with his struggles this season? Um, 
do you look at it as a negative that he almost can't start games because then he's not able to finish them? Like what's, I guess, what's the view on a player like that, who, when he gets in, he's such a powerhouse. He's so physical. He's so electric with the ball. Um, but it doesn't seem like he can play all 90. Um, and he's really, it seems like he's really struggling to start this year. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, it feels like two years ago, it was, it was similar. He was super inconsistent. And then last year he seemed to put it all together. So I don't know if it's, he doesn't really have a a good position Mm -hmm. that he plays. Like they put him at right wing back. That hasn't worked out very well because he can't really defend very well. And you need a guy like that to be able to defend. Yeah. They put him in the right front with they, you know, up front with, with Raul and, he just hasn't been able to figure that out either. And so I think he doesn't have a good position that he fits into naturally. Um, I personally love him coming off, off the bench. I think that's the best use of him mostly because you get a change of change of pace guy. So all of a sudden now your, your defense who's tired, you know, towards the end of a game now has to deal with Treore for the last 30, who's fresh and he can go all out. So tactically, I, I like it. I don't have a problem with that. Um, when they, when they announced the lineup, I love the, uh, the lineup Nuno put out, it felt like the right lineup. So, um, yeah, I, well, that's yeah, good. He, I never feel that way when Ole announces his lineup. <laughs> so must be nice to have your best 11 starting. <laughs> I don't know if they're our best 11, but I like, well, like as a cohesive unit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I think some other, some other things to note, obviously Southampton uh, gave Everton their first loss two nil. Danny Ings is such a playmaker. I think he assisted on both goals. Um, he's great. Southampton is such an interesting team to me. It feels like they, yeah. How do you figure them out? Like, yeah, I think I feel like there's one up. of the most undis- in- inconsistent teams. Like, s- some days, yeah, it feels like they'll put a string of wins together or great results together in a row and then just disappear for like a, a month and a half. And the next thing you know, they're down at 14th and not yeah. going to get relegated, but not pushing the any European position. So, yeah. um, you know who loved this match? Liverpool fans. Oh, for sure. They for love sure. seeing Pickford just get beat twice. Totally. Totally. Well, and that that kind of um brings us, we'll we'll circle back around to a couple other matches too, but um I do want to talk about the red cards. <laughs> because Everton, Digne had a red card in that match, which it, it did look accidental. Um, I was kind of surprised that they, that they gave it to him, but um, did you see it? I didn't. Um, I know it happened late. Even Yeah. Know. He kind of like, he, he was, he was chasing down a guy from behind and you see him kind of start to slow up and put his hands up. Like he's slowing down. And he takes a step and the defender's legs kind of left behind. He steps right on his ankle and the, def- or, uh, the attacker goes down and they gave him a red card for it, but it, it clearly seemed accidental, but 
with the amount of red cards Everton has gotten in the last few weeks, I think though we don't still have an answer to the, who is the Rashid Wallace of the premier league. I would like to make an argument that Everton is the 1980s Detroit Pistons of at least this season of at least this season with Pickford's horrible foul with Richarlison's foul at the end of the match. Um, this one this week, even though it was accidental, I'm seeing a lot of red cards or like supposed to be red cards mounting up. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't had a ton of red cards this season as a whole, um, but Everton's picked up two in the last two weeks and pr- probably should have three. Uh, yep. Pickford got away with, you know, the ACL tear. Um I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I'll say that. We'll see how um, it plays out. But that's my early yeah. prediction of the 80s Pistons of the 2020-2021 Premier League. That's fair. I mean, I don't think you can argue against it at this point. Yeah. The other red card was Kamara for Fulham. It was actually almost identical type play. Stepped on the back heel of a guy. Probably a red card, but also not super malicious but just coming down hard on a guy like that um yeah another one that happened way late like 88th minute on that one yeah that's right Aston Villa leads um what that was I had picked that to be one of the the matches of the week that I was most interested in I was interested to see is Aston Villa as good as we think they are are leads as good as we think they are and Leads with a great with a great match. Bamford with three three goals, hat trick. Um, and that third goal, that third goal, he's surrounded by like three guys, and somehow he just curls it around and in. Almost yeah, at the standstill, too. I mean, it was it was, it was yeah. such a beautiful goal. Yeah. And I loved it. Uh, you know, walking into half, it was nil-nil half. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the commentators and the halftime guys were talking like, you know, can can Bamford be someone who scores at the Premier League level? And mm-hmm. he's got a couple goals, but he dominated last year in the in the championship. But <clears throat> he comes out and puts a hat trick in, in the second half. And you're just like, hey, this guy can score in the Premier League. This guy can score. Yes. And uh, we we texted about it, um, you know, Graylish consistently going down anytime he gets near that box all of a sudden Graylish is on the ground and you know what's frustrating about it is that um one it's annoying and it's that that soccer annoying of of constantly taking dives and I think he's obviously got the reputation um at this point you know the commentators talk about it um the refs aren't giving him those calls anymore the the most annoying thing about it for me is that the kid is super talented he's a good player he is so good. He, yeah. That like part of me wants to like, you know, it's like grabbing your son and shaking him and being like, just play the game. Yeah. Just play the game. Like you have an elite skill level to be one of the best. So be one of the best, like get on your feet and play the game. Yeah. That's what I appreciate about Traore. Like he takes yeah. a beating, but he just keeps going and never like, He'll, he'll always keep running. I noticed that with Lamptey today too. Mm. Um, Your boy. Lamptey's small too. Like he's a, he's, he's a little guy, but he wasn't, I mean, he gets pushed around, but he keeps his feet going and 
uh, he doesn't, he doesn't flop. He doesn't, doesn't lay down. So I really appreciated that from him. Who's bigger, you or or Tariq Lamptey? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I'm taller than him, but he's probably got more weight because of muscle is my guess. I'm pulling it up right now. All right. Um, How tall are you, Nate? Well, let's generously say 5'9". Oh, guess what? You're four inches taller than him. Yeah, I thought he was 5'5". He's he's small. But how much does he weigh? I bet he's like a – do you get a weight there? His weight is not listed here. Hmm. Um, That's all right. uh, Yeah, we'll see if I can find it. Okay, see if you can find it by the end. Yeah. A couple other great goals um, this week. How about he weighs 69 kilograms? Ooh, 69 kilograms. I think times that by 2.2. So what is that? 154, 150 something. Uh, Google says it's 152. 152. So I outweigh him, but just by a couple pounds. So all right. There we go. Lampty, my boy. The tape. I love lamp. Um, <laughs> Antonio's bicycle kick goal. Beautiful. That was a great goal. West Ham drawing with with City. I mean, it makes me not feel as bad for Wolves losing four nil to them. Um, but West Ham, I think I had them. I think I predicted them to get relegated this year. So um, we know predictions don't matter, but um, they're they're definitely performing at a far far better than than anticipated. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't catch that match. I watched the highlight package afterwards and yeah. Yeah. West Ham just kind of continues to just be a surprise, I guess. Like I, I want to say I had them in my lower relegation zone as well. So, uh, you know, they're sitting 12th on the table right now, but they've been the last couple, I want to say the last three or four weeks have actually looked pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. They've looked good. Yeah, you had West Ham somewhere towards the bottom. Yeah. Oh, I think I actually have it. Um, yeah, I think you had him at like 14 or 15. I had him at 15. Yeah. So I guess they're only slightly outperforming my prediction. <laughs> well, I had him at 18. I had him relegated, so. Well, I had uh, Villa at uh, 18. So, which... I'm not going away from that. This still so early. It's still so early. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot's going to change. A lot's going to change. Yeah, and not to uh, go backwards, but uh, I did start watching the Leeds United documentary. On oh yeah, Amazon Prime. Uh, I've got a couple episodes left. All of those like all or nothing style, like just sport documentaries that are just done so well, like it's hard not to like whoever it's about, which is kind of what you found out when you watched all or nothing Spurs. Like yeah, did not expect to have any feelings for Jose Mourinho. That's right. You actually were like, he's not that bad. Well, even watching city, I watched all or nothing man city before during my first season uh, of football neophytes and really went in like really loving city. The good thing is, is as you watch a lot of premier league, you can hate city after a long time and yes, actually kind of start hating Jose again. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. You know, what's weird is, is uh, 
I'm I am not a Man City fan by any means, but Pep, I have nothing but respect and really wow. enjoy him. I don't yeah, think that great. that is going to go away. No, he's great. He's yeah. great. And really, I mean, I I really do like a lot of their players, but um, such just as, just as a brand and a yeah club can't go yeah. for it. Um, other goal was the I think you had you had mentioned it in our our little chat the double header. Yeah, it was. You know, it wasn't like an oh my god goal, but it was like a super fun goal, like the cross in. Kane flicks it and then he, uh, Son finishes it with a header of his own. So the head-to-head goal from Kane to Son, it was fun to watch. It, and, and you know it's practiced, right? Like that's what's so impressive because Son's running to that post and you can tell by yep. the way Kane flicks it. Like he's going to that back post. Yes. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. And part of me wonders like, is Kane putting that on net to try and score and Son just knows that he's, you know, if it's not on target or whatever, he's got the option to take it himself too. At that point, um, I think I don't know. He was passing it. I think he was passing it to him. Okay, that's my guess, but I don't. Just the like the X's and O's types of stuff. I just have no idea about at this yep, point. Totally, but it's fun to watch, man. Um, we don't have Kyle here this week for a term of the week, but one of the things that I just wanted to point out. I don't know when I realized it, maybe not. I think it was last season, but it may have been just early this season, but I never realized that they're wearing like metal cleats. Yep. Like I think the whole first season I watched a premier league and well into last season, I think I just assumed they're wearing plastic. Like we all did growing up. I never considered the fact, like, just like baseball here, you wear plastic until you get kind of the high school level. And then you start wearing like metal cleats. Yeah. Spikes as we like to call them. Spikes. Yeah. I just never, I never realized it. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit more appreciation when a guy goes down from something. Totally. You're like, I'll tell you what, man, you go throw some cleats on and step on your foot and then tell me how that feels. Cause it sucks. Yeah. So I, uh, and that, you know, part of it is for me is like, you see a guy go down from nothing and you want to be like, really? And then you got to take that into consideration because it freaking hurts. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Uh, let's, let's turn our attention to American watch. This, I'm just have to throw this out there. It's not from this week. It's from last Monday's wolves match, but wolves had Owen Adesoe on the bench. First time he has appeared on the bench for Wolves. He's an American. I was so stoked. I knew he wasn't going to play, but I was definitely excited to see him on there. So uh, it's good to see him. He wasn't he wasn't on the squad this week, but he's a good young young player for Wolves. How long has he been in their system? Uh, that's a good question. I know he was on the team last year as well, but I don't know if he's been there for a while or not. But. Did he play in any of their FA Cup games or anything like that? Has he gotten any no, time? No, I don't know. I think he's only played in their like system, like their U18 or U23 squad. So, yeah, he, he hasn't featured at all. I think that was the first time he was even named on the first team squad. So, okay, exciting day. Exciting day as a Wolves fan. Yep. Tim Ream um, also 
poor again. Um, unfortunately, I think Anthony Robinson played well. Uh, I didn't get to see much of that match, but I read some stuff. Um, he seems to be like a constant and solid contributor for Fulham, both on the offensive and defensive side. So that's good. Uh, you, you saw Captain America Pulisic. How did he look? Yeah, Christian, uh, he looked good early. He actually, he went down late in the game and ended up coming off uh, probably with, I want to say like 12 minutes left or so. Um, took a hard tackle to try to fight it off and just couldn't, I think it was his ankle. Uh, I haven't heard anything as far as him maybe missing any time or anything lingering. Um, had a pretty good match. He, that guy is just, he's electric when he has the ball or when he comes in, he's, I, I don't know. He's like a solo counter striker by himself. Cause he'll come in on the backside when the defense is trying to pass out of their zone and pick it off. And then he's in, on the box trying to score himself. So he had a couple of good chances, didn't score, obviously, you know, nil, nil match. Um, but it was all positives until late tackle kind of took him out of the game and hopefully he's okay. Um, I don't know if you saw the article, if we were passing it back and forth, but there was actually an article that I, that I ran through this week where it talked about how uh, Lampart was kind of dogging him and keeping him out of games and on the bench simply because he was an American. Hmm. Did you see that anywhere? I I've heard rumors of that, like even last year, a little bit. Um, and then a little bit at the beginning of this year, but I mean, I don't know the validity of it. Yeah. I don't either. I just, I was like, huh? Because I mean, you go back to our old podcast, we're like, put him in every like, time he gets in, he's looking good. Like put him in. Yeah, and you hear stuff like that, like you know the the good old English boy coach not wanting to play the American because he's American, just like uh, okay, yeah. who knows? Who knows? When he came in, I think they had already agreed to transfer for him before Lampard took over. I don't remember exactly how that went, so I think that was a part of it too. Was I don't know if he was Lampard's guy. So yeah, I don't think he was. I think I think that the transfer had happened before Lampard got there because I remember only because I was watching the Leeds doc, Lampard was coaching. Um, yeah, was it Darby County? Darby County. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So in the Leeds doc, um, there you know they bring in Bielsa from Argentina, and in his first season, there's this huge scandal that breaks about him spying on other on another team so they were about to play Derby County and this low-level intern that he sent over to Derby County to film them from standing on like a public walkway so it's not like he got into the 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 grounds or anything like that he's standing on a public walkway with a video camera acting weird and so they catch him and he's like yeah I'm with Leeds United so this huge scandal breaks out and um you know typically when something like that happens it happened in america a while ago and it was all hush hush and no we don't do that you know that was a staffer acting on his own well bielsa just goes yeah i spy on every team we play <laughs> he just openly admits it doesn't deny it he's like yeah I, that's what I do. I spy on everything. And so then it gets it to be an even bigger story. So Bielsa calls a press conference 
um, the, the following week. And every, there's all these rumors going around that he's going to resign. And he goes off on like what the British papers call like the greatest press conference of all time, where he literally breaks down uh, Darby County and all the data he has on them goes through how he's plans on how he beats them, how he knows what their tendency are. Like for over an hour, he breaks down the entire Derby County team and he goes, do you think my guy standing outside with a camera gave me that information? You're crazy. I spy on everybody, but I already know everything. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's great. I wish Cal was here to hear that story about leads and (laughs) yeah, so good. But yeah, it, it was just so funny because that happened, you know, that's three years ago now. And Lampart was the coach at Darby County then. I think that's when the transfer for for Christian uh, actually went through to Chelsea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they agreed to it before and then he transferred later. Yep, uh, and then they brought him in. In the winter window, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's review our locks of the week. Um, it does appear that um, my powers superseded your powers so uh, but did you did you see any of that match i did sheffield united was up 1-0 and they had it i yeah i think they had another one off the post or something yeah no it was they had some they had some other chances so we both picked liverpool over sheffield uh kyle picked crystal palace over fulham which was a good choice we uh, might have to implement a Kyle, you can't pick against Fulham every week rule. Well, he'll lose that eventually. Fulham, Fulham will win a match this week. This week? Or this year. Oh, okay. Um, maybe. Who's your lock for this week? All right, so we're going to test the powers again, and you and I are not picking the same game, so it's a true Ooh. test of the powers. Um, I am taking Spurs over Brighton. Oh, Lamptey. Lamptey's going to score the game winner in that one. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Brighton's sitting at 16th on the table right now. Tottenham, they're, they're top five. I think they're in fifth exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's my lock, meaning everybody get your wallets open. Bet the house on Lamptey and Brighton because they're probably going to win. There you go. I am taking City over Sheffield United. Sheffield United unfortunately just hasn't been able to get it together um played so well last year and just has not been able to put it together in city city so that's who i'm taking um i think we should get to pick for kyle since he's not here well he would have picked against fulham who does fulham play west brom oh there you go he's taking west brom he's taking taking west brom over fulham yeah all right it's only fair it's only fair we basically know he would have done that anyways, but he probably wouldn't have. He would have been forced to pick a different one, but yeah. we're giving it to him. I feel like he probably would have taken Chelsea over Burnley, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Burnley's such a tough team to play. Um, match of the week. Uh, obviously, Manchester United-Arsenal. That's a classic, traditional match. Um, that's one to look out for. Um, and, and this by will look be- out for, you mean it's going to be a nil-nil draw. Well, no, Arsenal's defense isn't that good. <laughs> I guess we would have said the same thing about Chelsea's this week, but 
Um, but actually the, the match I'm most interested in, which is another Monday match. So presuming we continue recording on Sundays, we won't even get to talk about it is Leeds Lester. That's the match. Again, it's kind of like who is Leeds? Are they as good as we think they are? Um, and Lester is a good, solid, solid team. So, yeah, we didn't really touch on their game today, but, um, a beautiful goal on a nice cross straight into Vardy. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see that. So I'm not sure why um, Vardy didn't start. Cause he came out on as a sub, I think late in the match. So. Yeah. I actually didn't see that either. I just, I watched the highlight package. Got it. That's all we got for this week, Chris. Yeah, man. That looks like it is it. All right, man. Well, we will talk to you all next week. Hopefully Kyle will be with us. Maybe we lost him. We miss you, Kyle. Please. We come miss home. you, Kyle. Get some good sleep. Get rested up. Glazers out. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>